0: Recorded live. Scuba Obsessed is the weekly podcast. We talk about all things scuba diving from cool new gear, places to dive, and scuba in the news. Scuba Obsessed episode 58 was recorded live Thursday, March 10th, 2011. Welcome to Scuba Obsessed, episode 58. Here are some of the items that we're going to be covering in the news this week. Stolen scuba, sharks versus divers, going down for beaches, lagoon plan little buddy, Mayan gold, and a little captain. And as always, i like to welcome Jim from the recently recovered snowy side of town. How are you doing today? I'm
1: doing well. We dug out this morning <laughs> um, from under a, a brisk three-quarters inch of snow that was a surprise.
0: Yeah, I wasn't planning on snow. I heard there's a storm coming, but I was more expecting rain than snow. But yeah, we got a little bit of the white fluffy stuff coming down on the ground. Right, absolutely. It was uh it was a shock.
1: Oh well, it'll be gone soon enough. The cool water or cool weather's good for the visibility, but I don't know, I'm ready to ready for some sun and warmth.
0: Every day is one day closer to spring, one day closer to being in the big lake. Out in a dive, I am so ready, and it is coming up soon. Boy, I isn't can, it? I can smell it, and
1: that's not, probably not what
0: <laughs> you're smelling. My, my wife tells me I need to clean out some of these bottles, <laughs> I, so that's probably that's probably what it is. We were the little sideline. I was we were over at Jim's, and Jim was showing bottles, and she's like, "Well, look at Jim's; his are all clean." <laughs> oh yeah, so uh, I guess well I you're.
1: You're more of a you. You like to have them in their natural
0: state. Yeah, yeah. It's like There's a something to be said for well, that. Well, it's, it's like it's like my my dream is to have you know a four thousand gallon tank with the bottles all in and the natural habitat, and you can't alter them.
1: So you want your house to look like the bottom of the St. Joe River?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So a uh, little bit of duct tape and hose <laughs> running for a few hours, and I think I can do it. At least first two or three feet of the basement. That's right. Okay, well, we better get in the news. First one up. Scuba diving equipment stolen. Thousands of pounds worth of scuba diving gear were stolen in a burgery. A, bur, a burgery? A burgery? <laughs> is that where they make burgers? Yeah, that's a, Why were, were they keeping their scuba gear well, there? That, that's where the young burgers are grown is in a burgery.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh before they're Just set
0: free. Right, but if we're in the U.K., then it's a buggery, but that's a whole other discussion. Uh, Fourteen thousand... Yeah, (laughs) in prison. 14,000 of equipment, including three sets of regulators, wetsuits, dry suits, fins, masks, gloves. How did they carry all that? Torches were all taken from a house in Lowlands Road, Avila. Thieves got to smashing in the glass of the rear door, causing 300 pounds worth of damage, which is heavy. Between 8.30 p.m. last Monday and 2.15 p.m. last Tuesday. That's kind of a long window of opportunity. Laptop worth 450 pounds is also stolen. Investigating, officer says it's been very distressing for the victims to have their house broken into, but to lose three sets of Duba... uh, Duba? Scuba diving equipment. Oh, give it up. (laughs) (laughs) Have another drink. This is quite a specialized haul, so call police if they approach you to buy any of these items. You know, Pox on these guys,
1: do you know... Do you know what an average scuba diver has to go through to, to accumulate oh, that kind of stuff?
0: I do. Yeah, that's a that's that's tough. It's a you, you uh, l- either you went in the hack and you did the credit at the store or on the credit card and went and bought the stuff, or you've been piecing together for a while, and most likely a combination of both. And then to go through that, it, 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 oh, it, it makes me want to cringe. But I'm, I'm just picturing. He's got to fence this somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, here, it would probably be Craigslist. You know, be be cautious. You, know, you could you imagine going over to somebody's house and going, yeah, you know, asking them st- information about the scuba gear?
1: It'd be all bad.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, On the the corner, Psst, buddy, want to buy a regulator? Right, exactly. He has a dry suit in his car. <laughs> he just he just unzips it. Ooh. <laughs>
1: It would push you over the edge, that's for sure. Because I know for for me, again, it's it's a it's quite a feat to be able to accumulate some gear, and um, it's not easily replaced. And I don't think I'd be able to put it on my insurance policy. Actually, it's something I haven't looked into.
0: Yeah, we need well, maybe we need to have an insurance expert on here to tell us, you know, how we get our gear covered. Because you always hear stuff. How many, how many times have we, you know, the best thing about go after a dive is going to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, and chatting and not everything is necessarily secured depending on what vehicles we've got and uh, we could easily be there and uh, drinking some coffee and having some soup and come back out and discover three or four grand worth of gear gone yeah so it'd be it'd be interesting to find out i think in a car it might be covered but you know you know they're going to have a fit Uh, so probably we need to find out also what kind of information you need to keep well okay even if
1: And I don't want to bash the insurance industry, but even if you have that, um, the fun times that you're going to be going through trying to get compensated for that gear, even if at the end of the day it's all covered, you know. I don't know if you've ever been in a car accident that's involved insurance, but that's not always the best experience. (laughs) No, no.
0: (laughs) And I say that knowing you have. No, it's definitely not. So. Uh, to move on to the next one is Multiplayer Sharks versus Scuba Diver Game Looks Absolutely Terrifying. And this is in the barely scuba-related category, but it is a video game, and I couldn't figure out anything about this. Uh, it's on a website called Escapist Magazine, and uh, it's a game pretty much where a group of players can either be the sharks or they can be the scuba divers. So uh, the depth of the game, the premise is simple. One team plays scuba divers attempting to steal priceless treasure from sunken ships in shark-infested waters off the coast of Mexico. The other team plays as sharks who want to eat them. Scuba divers are armed with underwater knives, spear guns, and the sharks are armed with lots and lots of teeth. So there's a trailer when you click over, uh, head on over to the show notes, and we'll have that in there. The trailer lets you see right into some of the in-game footage where the shark's vision is poor they can sense motion and smell blood so i'd like to know what platform this is it's like they How do I a review this game yeah I, i'm guessing since it's multiplayer online it might be some sort of pc type of game you know maybe mm-hmm. it's a massive mm-hmm. multiplayer i mean is this like the uh, the world of Sharkcraft or something you know they go out and you know level would by be
1: better than that other knockoff game
0: yeah yeah, it'd probably be, have a lot more you know. interest since it's scuba related, sure. right? Okay, and then the next one is Scuba Dive Club goes down for beaches, and Chrome didn't like it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're <clears throat> you're having a heck of a time. Oh, I am. Yeah, this is this computer is ready to go flying. Glad I don't could just do this for a living.
1: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you'd have a tough time. If I had
0: to work with computers all day. Uh, Scuba club goes down for beaches outside the University Victorious Two Tube. <laughs> okay, I got drink again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> two students in full dry suits and air tanks chat about the importance of preserving beach access. A middle-aged man ambles up the table where they are set and looks quizzically at the two. Those don't look like security uniforms. <laughs> uh, so what they're doing is the scuba diving club is going down for beaches. Uh, it's a shallow dive for deep cause around the clock. Dive will support uh, wild hill and beach campaign. Uh, what they're trying to do is gain more access for divers in uh, such as the Jordan River coastline. Uh, them and other divers from the 80-member club, which is amazing. Now, since it's at any university, uh, and you probably get out of a PE class by being a member, uh, <laughs> that's great. But they're going to offer demonstrations over a 24-hour period starting on March 18th. Anyone willing to put on some dive gear and try scuba in a safe environment with a certified instructor may do so in exchange for $30 in donations. So... That's great. I, I, I'd like to see them get out and, and work for it. And they've got some nice gear. I'm thinking, here are guys in college with dry suits.
1: Um, yeah, don't get too hung up on it. I know.
0: <laughs> <sighs> I uh, They're
1: trying to appreciate what they've got. Ripper uh, snappers.
0: Yeah, exactly. In my day, when I went to college, <laughs> we had to scuba dive in a Ziploc bag. Uh, the next one is Scuba Diving Lagoon Plan for Hambrook. I can't remember which episode this was, but we've talked about this one before. Uh, the controversial planning application for Scuba Diving Lagoon has been resubmitted. The plans for lagoon in Hairspring Watercress Farm in Hambrook was withdrawn last April, but has now been redesigned. I don't remember this story. This was one where all the neighbors were complaining about the traffic, and and we went on the scuba rant of, you know, people don't understand, and yeah, because it was like there's going to be extra traffic on the road, and was a bridge. Well, right. uh, So the new application will be just one meters high to hold back any waves. Oh, in the new application, the banks will be one meters high. Back, anyways. Other concerned objectors were pollution will be caused by the water flow system. Originally, the waters be cleaned through flowing water from boreholes, the watercress farm into the lagoon and out in the stream, but now we'll have an internal filter. So it looks like they had to go through every single item anybody objected to and come up with some way. Most of the time,
1: I think you find if you try and make everybody happy. It's really not quite
0: what you originally planned on. Yeah, so hopefully they're going to be able to do something. They said, uh, my parents are still propping up the farm. There's never been more pressing need to do something. We cannot carry on like this. It's going to grind to a halt when the money runs out. We need to do something. So uh, they're trying to come up with alternate revenue streams for the farm by putting in some scuba diving. So hopefully things work out for them. And with any dive site I hear, I, I can't wait to go there and try it out. You know, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. every, every article we, we, we need to do that one one month is any article we read, no matter where it is, we go there. <laughs> <laughs> we need we're currently looking for sponsors. Mostly sponsors. airlines, um a multinational lines, billion, billion that dollars. Sort of thing. And uh, we'll have a potential sponsor coming up here in a minute. Uh, German scientist on a quest for Mayan gold treasure in Guatemala, and if he finds it, maybe he could be a sponsor. The German expert believes he has cracked an ancient code that will lead him on an expedition to $290 million in lost gold. Joachim Ritzig, a professor emeritus at Dresden University and Mayan language expert, seems to have cracked the Dresden Code, a document written back in 1250 AD which details the exact location of a treasure buried somewhere in Guatemala. His interpretation documents appear to be legitimate, so much that he was able to get the entire expedition, two reporters, a TV crew, a scuba diver, financed by the German newspaper Bild. The expedition is exploring Guatemala Lake Isbald, with radar imaging attempting to find the the lost treasure. The Dresden Code leads to a giant treasure of eight tons of pure gold, Page 52 talks about the Mayan capital of Atlan, which was ruined by an earthquake on October 30th in the year 666 BC in the city. They kept 2,156 gold tablets on which the Mayan record recorded in their laws. The Dresden Code is approximately 74 pages long document. It took him more than 40 years to decipher the contents and rendered him completely madly insane. As a location of the treasure, the Codex is rich with insights of the Mayan philosophy Archaeology and medicine. I actually added the insane part, but
1: that's okay. It goes. It goes. <laughs> well. so, so you're telling me that this could possibly be? It's it's named Atlantis, maybe Atlantis. Maybe
0: the sunken at, city. And have we ever heard in of Guatemala anything? rather than? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. And gee, a treasure map. And of course, nobody knows how it got to Dresden in the library, <laughs> under bulletproof glass with other treasured documents. So, right. yeah. Uh, so, but nothing's better than a good story, and we we hope he finds it. They got TV crews, so if he finds it, it'll be interesting. Maybe we need to do that. We need to come up with something and get a TV crew, and but we need to pick a, like a spot we really want to go scuba diving. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Oh, here's <laughs> just like that's...
1: Geraldo Rivera with the, uh, the the closets or whatever he always had
0: for Capone. There's going to be a plastic Walmart bag, and inside there's,
1: <laughs> there's something in here. It's going to be millions. Oh my gosh. Okay, but then oh, who's 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 gold is it when he finds it?
0: Oh well, he hasn't gotten to that at that point yet. I can guarantee it to you, it's not going to be his. <laughs> I would hope not. Everybody is going to say, well, uh, you know, something like that. They, in almost any country in the world, unless you find it, you know, four thousand out in the middle of nowhere, and you're going to live in a country that won't put you in prison, uh, somebody's going to come for it. And the yeah. next article we have is Captain Morgan rewards archaeologist with rum for ocean floor find. And this I've has to be to this one all night. This has to be one of my favorite stories of all time. Yes. You don't hear about liquor brands getting involved in archaeology too often, but the teams of archaeologists have recovered six cannons from the site of the infamous privateer or infamous privateer Captain Henry Morgan. Shipwrecks in the 1600s being rewarded with rum. Uh, He is the Morgan is the namesake of Captain Morgan's spiced rum. The ship crashed in a reef while carrying Morgan and a group of his men to raid Castillo de San. Lorenzo El Rio de Charges. so I've just insulted somebody's mother. Uh, fort that guarded the capital of Panama City. Morgan and his men were sailing up the river with his flagship. The satisfaction uh, hmm. with, you know, I just picture a, a ship and it's got on the front instead of a mermaid, a big set of red lips, because uh, you can't get no. exactly. Multiple other vessels crashed into the reef and sank. So, I mean, that doesn't sound too too exciting, but the Captain Morgan Run Company has offered each adult member. I wonder if they card them. You have to come up. uh, (laughs) The expedition team, a barrel of their very own blend of rum. How how much is in a barrel?
1: (laughs) Good weekends worth, some cases.
0: Well, exactly. (laughs) Dave in the chat room is saying a lifetime captain supply. Um, No, not the way I go through it. Oh, my gosh. They have some just in honor. Wouldn't that be fun? So, what I have to say is, I think that Captain Morgan needs to sponsor the show. I I think that needs to be our first major sponsor is Captain Morgan. If you know anybody... I'll bet you if we find
1: some Captain Morgan artifacts in Lake Michigan, they would sponsor us.
0: (laughs) If we find... The only Captain Morgan artifacts (laughs) we're going to find are going to be bottles with (laughs) labels on them. It's not going (laughs) to... Hey, look at this. It's a poster from the, the liquor store. <laughs> and it's, oh, no. But, yeah, definitely, if, if you know anybody in the liquor industry, I used to. My uncle used to be for Hiram Walker rep. But I always have contacts like two years too late, never when I need them. So we are right, in right. sponsorship. We will drink on the show. The show might not be intelligible. But uh, we would find some way of making it worth your sponsorship. Uh, we cannot thank these brave archeologi- <laughs> archaeologists enough for recovering Captain Morgan. I think I just better end it now. Uh, Captain Morgan's lost cannon and returning to us as we feared they were lost to the seven seas forever, said a spokesman for Captain Morgan Society for the Preservation of Life, Love, and Loot. Now, is that real? Um, how do you come up with that name for your organization?
1: Okay. Somewhere somebody sat around a big long table and discussed that and said, yep, that's what we're going with.
0: Quiet down, quite down, everybody. Okay, first order of business is we got to name this group. And none of those two-word sissy names. We need something that, that really is rolls off the tongue. Something to fill up the letterhead. Yeah, Captain Morgan Society for the Preservation of Life, life, love, life and, love, and Loot. It, it, it sounds almost, if, if it was... <laughs> You know how people make up things like fake churches to get out of a tax dodge? Doesn't this sound like, well, you know, honey, I got to go down to the, the society meeting tonight. I'll see you in six hours.
1: Oh, man. But did you now? the next paragraph describes how they believe that there may be bottles of Morgan spiced rum that were aboard the satisfaction?
0: Is that true? Did he really have spiced rum? I, I mean,
1: I believe he had rum. I mean, there's pictures of him with his foot up on a barrel, but I don't know that it had rum in a barrel.
0: Is that where they got it? I mean, there was actually a picture of Captain Morgan. No, I'm giving you oh, a hard time. I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Have another drink. No, wouldn't when, when, when it be, maybe he had like a birth defect. And that's how he, you know, it's like you take the barrel away and his leg just kind of hangs there. Just looks weird. Yeah, I mean, the other pirates, they were lucky. They had peg legs. He just has to hop around on one leg with his other leg just flapping it away and getting in the middle of everything. Well, he wasn't a pirate. He was a privateer. Oh, privateer! So he was working under contract. Yes, he was, <laughs> as a pirate. So the company believes there may be bottles of spiced rum that were aboard the Satisfaction and his other ships off the coast of Panama remain in the ocean floor, waiting to be recovered. It is often off. It has offered a reward as well as a role in the future advertising campaign to whoever covers them, with a the proviso that they do so responsibly without damaging any natural to the environment. Okay, next plane out. I'm on it. So off of Panama, off other his other ships off the coast of Panama. Hmm. Yeah. So, God, you know, we, we, there's just so much advertising opportunity we could do there. What, what, like we could have. Uh, Captain Morgan dry suits. I I, I think it, Captain Morgan just need to call us. We'll 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 figure something out. So that does it for the traditional news. We had one here that I uh, put in the potentially cool new gear that we'll put on. Uh, I never quite know where to put this, so I would just put it, go ahead and put it right on to into here. And this is Poseidon Diving Systems introduces new manufacturing headquarters. Uh, Woodland, Texas, Poseidon Diving Systems, creator the world's first recreational rebreather technologies, introduced new headquarters in the U.S., intending to serve North American diving needs. The full service facility provides customers with Poseidon scuba products as well as technical service for Poseidon gear and educational training. The Sweden headquarters has designated Malane Price from Kicaddy Scuba to be the director of operations, and Jerry Price to be director of service and training at the new facility to provide faster, more efficient customer service to North American dealers and divers. So what I thought was interesting about this is, is this just a marketing ploy, or is this really a sign that there's going to be a significant push for rebreathers to be more common? Did I lose you, Jim? Hello. Oh, hey, when I hit the mute button, you can't hear me. Just checked it out. It works. Yeah, Um, yeah. yeah, My my ears didn't even ring.
1: (laughs) Well, certainly Poseidon as a manufacturer would like to see them become more widespread,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know we have a lot of mud club divers who just swear by Poseidon gear. Isn't that one of Sir Larry's favorites? Uh, Yeah, and I believe Mac is a a believer in Poseidon, right? Yep. So, good gear. Hopefully, it works out. Be interesting to see if they do something. So, maybe where every, you know, here's some, if you're the Poseidon marketing people, here we got some ideas for you. Uh, either, you know, you know, like how DUI or White's has their dry suit days. How about some rebreather days? How about go to a quarry and have rebreathers and, you know, charge people 50 or 80 bucks to try one out for a day? It's, you know, we're not talking to take somebody deep or something. Just let them play around with it, encourage it. So we'll have to see something. something Give it to take a world, look. It would
1: be fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'd love to try one out.
1: Now, some of the bigger dive shows have uh, rebreather uh, um, samplers going, if you will.
0: Yeah, the uh, I, I know
1: and, the Ghost Ship
0: Festival will. Yep, that one's March 25th through 26th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ghosthyphenships And you got to watch out for those hyphen ships. Those were those were just a really unique vessel. <laughs> I, don't know, I bet they would. Yeah. They would be. Okay. I think we did it, the news. I don't know. I just feel off. I was excited. We to, did the news. That's for sure. <laughs> we, had, we did it to the news. Oh, I needed this Thursday, though. It is one of those weeks. I am glad we're here. I need a Saturday. It's but, coming up. You know, the next best thing to a Saturday is a Thursday night talking about scuba. Yeah. Yeah, almost as good as Thursday. Or, I mean, Saturday. Oh, okay. Now, on to some of the stuff. And, and I, we need to come up with a name for this segment because it's starting to become more common. Uh, I don't know if we call it the mailbox, the uh, feedback. I was going to say reader letters, but you don't read anything, and they're not even quite letters. But. <laughs> so, yeah, the morning feedback session. Oh, yeah,
1: I think that, that has a ring to it. Life, liberty, and loot. Section or whatever that uh,
0: oh. Morgan Society is. Yeah, and I'm trying not to say things that would get them not to sponsor us because I have all sorts of jokes, but uh, we'll we'll leave those for another time. So if you want to get get information to us, there's a multitude of ways you can do that. You can head over to the Facebook page scubaobsessed.com. Uh, that's not the Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, no, do not listen to this episode. This is not the one that you go off of. And decide to sponsor. Maybe, maybe what we need to do is like we could do subliminal Captain Morgan, you know, stuff. We could do it underneath, you know. Of course, I, I actually think our listeners don't Captain need Morgan. much, much subliminal messaging to to drink Captain nice. Morgan's rum. <laughs> so uh, back to the Captain Morgan's mail feedback. <laughs> We had, uh, so you can go to facebook.com forward slash scuba That's how you get to us on Facebook. You can go to scubaobsessed.com, visit our website. We'll get you into the show notes. Uh, if you want to send an email to us, you've got the show at scubaobsessed.com. That will get email to both Jim and myself. And you can follow us on the Twitter so I am at Darren Jilson, you are at Jay Kleeman, and there is also at Scuba Obsessed, and all that will get to us. So you can try any of those ways, Carrier Pigeon, German Shepherd, St. Bernard. Note in a bottle. Note in a bottle, a Captain yeah. Captain Morgan bottle would that work you the have best. To be, they, exactly. Those float real good, especially the large ones, the big ones. They have a lot of air volume. Buy them full, empty them, put the note in. And the water has to connect to another body of water to get to some place where somebody would find them. So, puddle in your backyard, nobody is going to get that one. Okay, so back onto the feedback. And these people, I apologize, you probably don't want to be associated with this, but Andy, Andy Clark via Facebook on the fan page uh, asked, how can you decide when you're ready for tech diving? Are you going to move into the tech route? You always mention Mac and his rebreather as something you might consider. Just wondering your thoughts as I am moving this way myself slowly. Smiley face. So, Andy, the the only clarification there is Mac has tried rebreather at Ghost Ships. As much as I'm sure he'd love to have one, he's not our rebreather diver. That's actually Bob. But uh, an easy mistake to to make. In fact, we probably caused it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we directed that. We we directed Train it. Train wreck. We probably set you up, but uh, kind of on tech diving, and and maybe we should just go by defining what we see tech diving as. Is. Is tech diving to me is anything beyond the recreational limits as the dive training organizations have done. I mean, a hundred and Deeper than 125 feet. Uh, Decompression dives that are done intentional. Uh, Rebreathers would definitely be tech. Right, gas switching. Uh, Gas switching. Overhead, uh, whether it's a
1: a, a deco obligation, like you mentioned, or a a hard ceiling, something like that. Um, There's a lot to see within the recreational limits, and and, um, I'll be there for quite a while, Darren. I don't know where you're exactly headed, but... Sooner or later, some of the wrecks are going to cause us to have to get some more advanced training and get down there and definitely get into the technical realm.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm, we're going to have to get the technical diving. I mean, it's not going to be cheap, but and it's, I don't even necessarily say it's going to be convenient, but it's going to be possible. You know, we don't always have the ability to get away. I, if if I had a lifetime supply of wrecks under 125 feet deep within 80 miles of of here... I would probably say, why mess with tech? But Mm -hmm. knowing that if I'm going to dive as often as I'm diving now, as frequently as I dive now on new things, I mean, there's only so many times you can see the same bones of a ship. And to get to some of the better wrecks, we're going to need to go technical. We're going to need to go 200 feet, 250 feet, uh, and everything related to that. So I think part of it is comfort. You know, that we still have, uh, I mean, I I feel comfortable when I dive, but, you know, practice, 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 getting better every time, improving buoyancy, improving all those skills uh, is going to come into it. And just all, not even necessarily prerequisites by the training programs, but the pre-re- the prerequisites that I've got, you know, picking up gear, filling out the accessories, diving and what I can dive. And I would have to say that, you know, we've entered the edges of technical but you know it's it's going to be some time yeah uh, my, my next class most likely is dive master class so something that i'll, you know, I'll be doing here hopefully have that done sometime the next year or two so i see that as a prerequisite for really getting into tech diving how about yeah you?
1: the you the master diver yes i think that that is
0: probably uh the next step yeah so and i think it probably varies for some people i we know uh, divers who have only been diving two or three years, and they've, you know, they've they've gone through the whole program lickety split. They've gone uh, tech, uh, not in tech diver, but they went dive master, instructor, tech diver, you know, and they just went right on through. So it's uh, you know, part of it's your money, part of it's your lifestyle, what you do. Uh, we, we t- I think you tend to see that a little bit more common in uh, uh, younger people who maybe can live as an <laughs> instructor at a dive shop. So, that would help yeah that would that would certainly would, and then again, uh what the opportunity I think some people aren't just uh have plenty of time to to dive. I think your weekend diver, your vacation divers, you know unless they've got something else driving them into it, they're not gonna be getting into tech diving, but uh I agree with you, andy, uh you know, I'm moving that way myself slowly. And the next one, uh, I believe this one was also via Facebook, was uh, Brett Jackson. You guys need to come over to St. Clair River. What with, with a blast! The current will kick your butt if it let you. And I believe it, but uh, river diving is a blast. You know that mute button? I've got
1: to quit hitting it. That is one of the. It works for really river well. dives. That is. It does. It's amazing. Uh, Mr. Mute should be paid a lot of money for his invention. But uh, St. Clair River has got rave reviews from some of the members in our club, um, and I think that's something that we're going to have to put together this summer to get over there and and hit that, especially with some of the people who are more uh, experienced at it. Um, You know, it would be fun to go with somebody that's dove that river a dozen times or more Mm -hmm. and, and get in on some of the good spots and, you know, get a pro's view of it so that we're not just bumbling around as tourists. We want to see
0: the good stuff. Yeah, it's it's always good whenever you're diving a new location, and there are people who've actually dove it before you to get uh, an insider's view to it. So, yeah, definitely. I'd love to. And I, I, I bet when we go, there'll be somebody who will be able to uh, line us up with something. I think we might know a few people in that oh, area. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. And then, okay, so then the next one was Craig... I said Craig. He's laughing right now, probably, as we slaughter his name. As us Americans say, Craig. How does he say it? Craig? Is it Craig?
1: I don't know. You're out on uncharted territory there. (laughs) Craig.
0: (laughs) Castlemead says, I have the day off work, so hopefully can be bi-directionally involved in the roundtable for the first time this year. So bi-directional seems to be something that would be handy underwater. Right. So uh, we'll welcome you to the roundtable. Uh, if you don't know what he's talking about, then I've been bad at editing. I, I'm gonna. i need to do an edit of uh, the lost episodes of the roundtable. Uh, I'm recording them. I've got them. They're digitally there. I just haven't edited them. Trying to come up with some sort of thing. It, it's a lot of edit time. It seems to be for some of these different things. But after the show, we have the divers roundtable. Or if you want to come on. Uh, You hit the chat room during the show. At the end of the show, we'll ask you what your Skype name is. You type it in there, and we invite you in, and then we get you onto the show, and we let you talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, And Sometimes we even come up with topics. I don't have anything for tonight, but we'll make something up, make it interesting. So anytime you can get in there, that's great. So that does it for the reader feedback. Also, other things we like to get some feedback on is you head over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. We absolutely love those. A uh, cute comment helps, too. The more people get listening, the better. That's right. And we'll even read them on the air. And then we do have a – we haven't talked about it in a long time, but we do have forums on Scuba Obsessed. If you go to the website, click over on forums, they have something there. So if you want to get a long thread going, something a little bit different than what goes on in Facebook, you can do that, get very technical uh, that That's available out there. We don't get a lot of activity in there, but maybe we should drive some more. And haven't quite figured out where we're going to go with that. And then we got some more things we'll be doing on the website, provided I ever get work to back off a little bit, and we'll get some more time. So, we're on to that part of the show. We get to talk about last week's awesome dive. So, what kind of dive did you get in last week? <laughs> Why well, you've got to put me on the spot like that. <laughs> I didn't get to get wet last weekend. Aww. Well, then you were just like I was, right? <laughs> I didn't get, it. I didn't get in either. We had, we had talked about it. It looked like it was. Uh, I mean, we had mentioned. Divers
1: have the best of intentions, but it didn't. It,
0: it didn't, didn't work
1: out. Out for a variety of reasons.
0: Yeah, we were talking about doing it, and it was going to be Sunday. And it was one of those I think I'd have gone, but it's probably better I didn't. Even though I was yeah. technically, I feel like I was over the cold. I was like my left ear was just. You know, like you sleep on your left ear when everything's draining and it gets all... So it's probably good I wouldn't have. You know, maybe I've heard something. So, yeah, we missed out on on last week's dive, but that doesn't mean we can't do a dive this week. No, I it's, think Saturday morning is in the works. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got the a, Cub, a Cub Scout Blue and Gold Banquet in the early evening, but I do think we can get something in the morning. So, yeah, I'm up for a Saturday dive. Uh, where, where do you think we should go? Um... Well, I don't know. A river dive is probably in
1: line. Have you been downriver to take a look and see what it looks like closer to the lake at all? I haven't, but I'm picturing brown. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably right. Well, what
0: about maybe upstream a little bit from where we've been? Uh, I'm up. I'm, really, I'm up for anything. I think the only thing I might avoid is the pier. If we had some ice there and a boat, then I might be prompted to go and do uh, that. I mean, actually, that would be interesting, too. Uh, I, mm-hmm. you know, I thought Bob was back, but I don't really think he was. No, I think, I think was he was just in, teasing us from Flor from, floor, from Ka- Hawaii, Florida, California, yes. Hawaii places where there. the water I, I'll get there. I'm going to, I'm starting to do like my grandmother does where she goes through everybody's name. Rock, uh, Darren, you know, we'll get to the name at some point in time. So Heck yeah. Yeah. So that, that but, sounds good. We'll, we'll have to do some scouting, um, I need to put a little bit of air in the tanks. I still got enough. It's like, it depends on how good the diving is if I got enough air. The tanks are like half full. Mm-hmm. So the cheapskate in me says, ah, you can breathe stretch those. Stretch it out. Yeah, stretch them out, breathe them down. But <laughs> I think I got to put air into them. So.
1: Yeah. And so we'll me stop any-
0: at a gas station, pump them up, and uh, you'll be oh, fine. Oh, yeah. Could you, Matt, what would that be like? You, you hook, if you could hook, the, you know, the because in those little boxes, that's like a little tiny compressor, like the one that you'd have that you plug into your cigarette lighter. I picture like you hook the tank on. I bet you'd blow the back off. The, the, the <laughs> compre- it, it would shoot around like something from a Disney cartoon. The
1: attendant would come out and see what is going on on the outside of the <laughs>
0: store. Uh, it, it sounds like maybe a routine from Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Yeah, that's what it would be. Uh, we resemble that movie. So, so that's it for diving. We're going to get one in, whether we like it or not, and we're going to like it. Okay. Well, I will with, like it absolutely. We'll, we'll we'll like it. So we'll have to get some some guests coming up on the show again. I I need to. To kick open the black book and get some people invited, but we're getting that time of year. We're going to be diving all over again. Maybe we'll have Bob back on to talk about his uh, rebreather fun in Hawaii. I just, mm-hmm. I just picture that. Like, I know you can only get so many hours in, but I could, I could just see going in at eight in the morning and staying till, oh. till noon. Gosh, it seems like we got we're we're already that time of the show.
1: It is. We're there. It's it's quicker and quicker all the time.
0: We've warned you. Let her rip. <laughs> Let her rip. I don't don't hear that too often either. (laughs) Okay, now. You're going to get in trouble. Yeah, well, I'm... A scuba diver died and went to heaven. It is the most beautiful place he's ever seen, and he was free to do anything he wanted, except St. Peter arrives and tells him to enjoy himself, but warns him of one thing. Don't step on the ducks. St. Peter explains, There are millions of ducks walking around. If you step on a duck, you'll be punished. Otherwise, everything is yours to enjoy. The diver spends years being very careful and never stepping on any ducks. One day, a man he knew accidentally stepped on a duck. St. Peter immediately appears with the most hideous-looking woman he's ever seen, and he asked, Who stepped on the duck? The man who had done it admitted, I did. Immediately, St. Peter pulled out a pair of handcuffs and cuffed the hideous woman's right hand to the man's left hand. I told you not to hit the ducks, he said. Now you're handcuffed together for eternity. After witnessing this, the diver made sure to be extra careful and never step on a duck. After three months of this, he still hadn't hit a duck. St. Peter walked up to him at the end of three months and had with him a drop-dead gorgeous woman, the most beautiful woman the diver had ever seen. St. Peter smiled to him and then, without a word, handcuffed him to the beautiful woman and walked off. The diver, knowing this, that he would be handcuffed to this woman for eternity, he let out a sigh and said, What have I done to deserve this? The beautiful woman responded, I don't know about you, but I stepped on a duck.
1: One man's trash is another man's treasure. (laughs) There you go.
0: (laughs) It sounds like us diving for bottles. That's right. So until next week, go out there and get wet. And dive safe. See ya. Okay, Poor woman stepped on a duck. Oh man. <laughs> and they're sneaky. They just they get right underneath your foot just as you're oh, going. Yeah. That duck just cuz they know. St. Peter put them up to it. He's like, he, he want to see something funny?" <laughs> it's like people are shuffling around. <laughs>
1: Don't even lift their feet up. No. I'm not doing it.
0: Uh, you oh. know, the, the, if they were geese, I'm afraid I'd have to shoot them. Geese had oh. a ramp. Oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. they would be so dead. So mm-hmm. That's one of the things we've got fun to look forward to this summer. Yep. So who wants in? I see Dave's in, so we're going to bring Dave on. Uh, before on you start
1: piling people in, I've got to bail out. you got to so bail out? Okay. I've got to bail. I'm sorry. Okay. Vicious stuff at work. So everybody have fun. Okay. And we'll talk to you later. Sounds good.